Are you an adult with dyslexia? Are you longing for more in your life than the constant, relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia can bring? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, rethink? Can I do this? Well, my name is Hope, and I am your host. And I understand because I was diagnosed as an adult with dyslexia. And I often believed that I wasn't enough. Fear and shame were my constant companion. Until I met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast, Make Room for More, is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truth that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and let Christ take center stage of your life. Thank you for joining me. A month ago, my dear mother had a stroke. It has been a difficult journey to watch this once vibrant lady now bow down in suffering. Yet I am reminded by the Lord that the entrance of his word gives light. So I turn to his word. This same word was sent forth from the Lord and created all things. My reality is this. When Jesus speaks, something always happens. And he is also promised in his word. His word will not return to him void. My family and I are learning to trust and experience our faith under trying circumstances. The word of God has shown us that trouble and afflictions are God's chosen method of burning dross out of the soul. He is fitting us for service, heaven and the earth made new. The Bible defines dross as something that is undesirable and has no value. The Old Testament writers share with us that things in our character that are not pleasing to God and that are not acceptable to him must be put away. We sometimes know, we sometimes don't know what it is, or we have known but have put off dealing with it, or what we once called sin, we have declared now is acceptable. What is amazing is this. God considers us silver and gold, but there is a process these metals must go through for their actual value to be seen. A reminding of Proverbs 25, 4, which says, Take away the dross from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel, a vessel for the refiner. And then there is another scripture in Malachi 3, 3 that says, And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. And then Job says in Job 23, 9 and 10, but I'm going to just focus on verse 10. But he knows the way I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. The gospel has the power to subdue, soften, and recreate us after the image of our creator. Jesus' life planted in the heart by the Holy Spirit will always work from within and our daily actions and decisions will reveal the spirit that lives within us. Fire brings a separation between metals. Why? Because God knows that there is a need to remove the dross from the silver 
and gold for these metals to be pure. This is what the gospel does when planted in the heart, refining and purifying, process carried out under the watchful eye of the Lord. This process is most trying to the soul, and through the power of Christ, we are given his strength to endure. We are brought close to Christ and become a partaker of his suffering. Whatever we have joined ourselves to that is at odds with God, we are encouraged by him to give it up. His methods are often through trials and unpleasant circumstances that brings these to our attention. Left to ourselves, we would probably never see the truth in our actions that may be separating us from God. Now, God won't force this separation, but he will allow us to see how, how destructive the dross is in our life. And the Holy Spirit empowers us to become convicted and make choices about sin. God measures out our trouble with such loving care. He watches the fire kindled and sees that it only burns the dross within, which is anything that stands between us and Christ. Remember Joseph? His brothers sold him into slavery. God watched the fire that his brothers had kindled. He never took his eyes from the flame, nor allowed Satan to put forth his hand to destroy Joseph in the flame. And as the years faded away, when the fire had done its work, Joseph arose from his fiery experience as a prince of God and a ruler in Egypt. When we see the smoke and flames in our experiences, we most often desperately in frantic pleading prayers to God to put out the fire. We are prone to accuse him of not caring or being unmindful of our troubles. I'm reminding of Mark 4:38 when the disciples were in the boat. What did they say to the master? Master, care not that we perish? If we only knew how much he does care. Only God knows when the fire has burned up the dross, when the kindles of the fire have done its work in us. And often we want him to stop too soon. But if we would just hold on in faith, he has measured it out. He knows exactly what it will take to get us from point A to B and what lies underneath sometimes that we are not even aware of. But it has to go. And we are better fit for his service. Can we say, as David did, I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right and that you are faithful and have been faithful in your afflictions towards me. Unless thy law had been my delight, he goes on to say, I should have then perished in my afflictions. That comes from Psalms 119, 75 and 92. A stroke, dyslexia. Cancer. It doesn't matter what comes our way. The gospel is still good news. It is still powerful unto salvation. It is still the power of God. This power we first read about in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, and we see it in every chapter, page, of scripture of the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. There is no place in the Bible that the gospel is not being put on display. And what did we say the gospel was? It is the life. It is the death. It is the burial. It is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it is the ascension. 
because he went to heaven to complete his work. This same power will save us, heal us, and deliver us. When faced with hardship, discouragement, and challenging circumstances, I wonder what would happen if we remember that God loves us and that he knows what's best for us and that his word is still powerful, so powerful that it still creates, it still regenerates, it still redeems, and it will change us. Yes, having dyslexia has not been all fun. There have been challenging moments because it will never go away. Yet I remember as I watched my mom fight for her life that I am blessed. I know that we all will emerge from this trying experience stronger in faith, determined to hold on to God's unchanging hands because he has been faithful. I am nearer to God because I have dyslexia. Without dyslexia, I would not have known my great need for him. So yes, we are blessed at times and challenged. But because of our learning difference, we are uniquely gifted to share the gospel. Now that is good news. In closing, next week I will share how our unique gifts can be used to share the gospel and why it is so important that we use these gifts that the Lord has given us to share the gospel, because that's why he gave them to us. And keep in mind, dyslexia is not an interruption or disruption to him. He was not caught off guard by our having dyslexia, struggling to read and write. But he has stepped into our experience to use it for his glory. Let him. Until then, I pray that you are blessed and have a wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in each week to make room for more. If you would like to listen to archive shows, you may do so by going to www.makeroomformorepodcast.buzzsprout.com. Once again, thank you so very much for joining us and have a wonderful week.